Kayanos, fresh tongues. Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kayanos! I will stand for God in my land. Fight the enemy on faith, but to grab. Leave the banner of Christ, bringing glory to our King. I will stand for God in my land. I will stand for God in our land. I the enemy confess, but to ground. Leave the banner of Christ, bringing glory to our King. I will stand for God. I will stand for God in our By the enemy of it, but to grab, leave the banner of Christ, bringing glory to our I will stand for God in my land. What is wrong with this? I will stand for God in our land. I the enemy am faith but to cry. Can you stand on your feet? Let's pray for this nation. Let's pray for this land, for these things. Let's pray for the city of Newe. And only the counsel of God alone will be executed. Pray for the next three minutes, everywhere you are. By the Spirit we cry, the counsel of God. By the Spirit we execute the purposes of God. Only the will of God alone will be set. The counsel of the wicked will be frustrated. The occultic men, the beast of recklessness, of oppression. Is swallowed up by the hand of God. And the Bible said in the book of Luke, chapter 18, and verse 8, He said, The Lord indeed shall respond to His people, even speedily. Let the hand of the Lord be raised over our land. 
the enemy of faith from two ground. Leave the banner of Christ's heart, bringing glory to our King. I will stand for God in my life. I will stand for God in our life. By the enemy, I'm fixed but to ground. Leave the banner of Christ heart. Bringing glory to our King, I will stand for God in my life. I will stand for God in my life. By the enemy, I'm faint, but to cry, hear us O God. Leave the banner of Christ's heart, bringing glory to our King. I will stand for God in my life. I will stand for God in our life. By the enemy, unfit, but to cry. Leave the banner of Christ's heart, bringing glory to our King. I will stand for God in my life. I will stand for God in our land. By the enemy, I'm faced by two crowds. Leave the banner of Christ's heart, bringing glory to our God. Justice, I want to hear you. One more minute, cry. Luke chapter 18, verse 7.
God and shall not God avenge his own elect which cry day and night unto him though he be along with them I tell you that he will avenge them speedily oh God avenge us speedily can you cry out for 30 seconds avenge avenge your elect speedily avenge your elect speedily avenge 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 oh god oh god oh god oh god avela sua avela kai avarash katina Leave the banner of Christ high, bringing glory to our highest Father. Young men and women devoted to you, Jesus, given to consecration, given to holiness and purity, given to righteousness, given to revival, given to your war. Given to your days, given to your purposes, given to priesthood, we cry, we cry, we cry, oh God, avenge us with it.
guys, join me in 20 minutes so that we'll be able to make progress. There is a lot of things to extract from the scripture. You are welcome in the name of Jesus. You are not included. Are you welcome? I'm saying you are welcome. You mind you are nodding your head. If you did not do the one hour with us, you are not welcome, my friend. As I'm teaching, make sure you cover up. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You did not hear me. Did you hear me? Else the seed will be like the one that fell by the wayside. As soon as you are leaving, the best of the air will pick it. This is what people do in churches. They stay 10 years, they are not moved. Because they think that everything just happened just because you heard. But if you study that scripture, you find out that the issue is never about the seed. Jesus made sure that the seed was standard. The issue now is what? after me, the ground. It's not the, it's not the seed is standard. Because the same thing you are hearing others who are saved, the scripture said, some heard it, it was not mixed by faith. And it did not profit them anything. So it's not about the seed, it's about what? So all of us can hear the same thing, giants will emerge. And other people will, will be, they will be telling story of how God, hey, that time we used to pray for hours. Don't tell me that time. Show me the proof of that time. At least I know that Jesus is touching you. Even if I did not see any vision, I'm seeing your body physically. The guy came from Abuja with Jalabia. Even Jalabia is tight on his body. You know, Jalabia, are you with me? Jalabia is supposed to be big now. No be so. So that no matter how you are, even if you have big tummy, it will cover you. This guy wore Jalabia and is like tight. I looked at him and said, man of God, you are far. We subjected him to regime. One month, two months. How long have you stayed now? Is it up to three months? Two, four. Now, this is the shape that God ordained for your destiny. This side. <laughs> May you not... <laughs> May you not be bigger than the size that... The thing I'm teaching you, I'm saving your life, if I... This is not a joke. Eh? Have you not heard of the eye of the needle? The camel, camel's, is it camel's eye? Camel's, I've forgotten the name is called. Who can help me? The exact word. Help me, help me. Eh? The one that the rich man cannot pass through. Eh? The eye of what? Uh-huh. I got it now. So, the scripture is saying that there is a mode you need to take. Sometimes the fasting is not for power. It is that you are bogus. So the guy was walking like this when he came. I'm telling you. Sometimes if God wants to make you to walk well. He just subjects you to one month fasting, two months. By third month he started walking like this. This is the step that captures your destiny. May you not be, be, be too big. And there are some people that can be slim like this guy. But it's his nature. This is how his parents create, gave birth to him. So, he is big. That's what I'm saying. But 
You looking at him, we say he's small, but he's big. He needs to be. He needs to be reduced. <laughs> Why are you smiling? Hmm? What do you think I want to say? <laughs> In Jesus' name. Can you pray for one minute and ask the Lord to open your eyes to the light of the scripture for two minutes? The scripture said that the entrance of the world given light and understanding. The entrance. Not just the hearing. And the scripture talking about the hearing in the book of Romans. That the faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Okay. So um, we started yesterday by giving an introduction to our teaching, the prize of divine election. And we started by showing us the reason why it has become important that such a teaching should be the emphasis of the spirit as of now. You getting the point? And the reason why we said so is that we have... If, uh, and um, you don't need to be a prophet to also know this. Are you with me? All you need to do is just to be conversant with what is happening around you. And you will see that there is a lot of vacancy. Hmm? In case you have not seen in the spirit, but you notice that there are things that should have been in order if the person that God has sent to man the gate is in place, then something wouldn't have happened the way it's happening. Huh? For example, if you're with me, say amen. For example, if you get to the book of Genesis, the book of Genesis, I think chapter 3, the Bible said that God came down again in the cool of the evening because he has moments of encounters with a man called Adam. Touch. Leave that one now. Hmm? Yes. So that you will understand. Before you know it, I will teach for 30 minutes he, co- he has moments of encounters and visitation with the man, Adam, in the garden of Adam. And the Bible said that he comes in the cool of the evening. Follow me. Then we realize that at one point in chapter 3, that the Lord came and he couldn't find Adam. Now, that is, that is, um, that is strange. Is it not strange? That God, remember that God... There are three omni capacities that is given to God. Is it not true? Number one is omnipotent. Number two is meaning he knows everything. Number three is what? Meaning he is everywhere. Are you are you with me? So um why is it that um God came down at the cool of the evening looking for Adam? Does it mean he doesn't know where Adam is? Pay attention. Follow this mind. Are you getting the point now? Hmm? So, it will mean something that the identification of Adam in the spirit is not necessarily about the person. It's about the office. So, when God interacts with men, he doesn't interact with, in, he doesn't interact with individuals directly. He interacts with the office that they represent. Are you getting the point? 
Because what is paramount in his heart is the agenda that he is executing. That gave birth to you being in that position. So when he comes to interact with you, he will first of all um, come to your office. It is from your office that he will now come down to your person. So it is more like office to office. Then when two offices have interacted, a day will come. Now, the two persons that are occupying the office will have a face-to-face encounter. So, the way God does it is that um, he comes down in the cool of the evening and his first part of call is not first of all the man. His first part of call is the office of the man. Because um, beyond the person of the man, what captures the days of God as it pertains to the execution of his purposes on earth, in the physical realm, in this material realm, is the office of the man. So the office of the man, as of that time, was occupied by a, a person that is called Adam. And Adam also typifies a man. Are you getting the point? So it, God's um, basis for appearing in the Garden of Eden is fundamentally to interact with the office of the man. Huh? Because it is through that office that purposes can be executed upon the face of the earth. Whoever is in control of the office of the man is the person that is in control of the days of the earth. And that is what, you know, Lucifer had a way of understanding. And he was trying to see if man will be subject to him. Because if man becomes subject to him, through man he can execute his purposes upon the face of the earth. Because man is the instrumentality from eternity that the Creator has made, such that through him his purposes can be achieved. So it means that man is a conduit, a conveyor. Built within a man is a an innate capacity to achieve purposes. That will mean that a man that lives without a purpose will always feel as if something is missing in his life. Because you are constructed and molded fundamentally as a conveyor of purpose. Hmm? So, at any point in time that you are not achieving the purpose of God, you are still achieving a purpose. Meanwhile, it is not God's own. Are you, if you help me, say amen. amen. So, when God came down in the cool of the evening, he looked upon the office of the man because as far as the office of the man is concerned, as of that time at the Garden of Eden, eh, the office of the man was given two major assignments as of that time. Follow me. What are those two assignments? Eh? So, he said, dress the garden and what? Keep it. These are the two assignments. The first two assignments that was given to the office of the man. So, when the creator came and he went to the office only to find out that it was vacant. And part of the proof that it was vacant is that there is chaos. There is already a burglary within the system. So even though the person that came to fellowship with the man has not yet seen the person or met the human that occupies that office as of that time, he has already seen a burglary. And the burglary is a proof that there is a vacancy. Can you get what I'm saying now? So when you look at the society now, is there a burglary or not? That is a proof that there is what? Vacancy. There are a lot of vacancies in the spirit, in the church, in politics, in the economic circle. Everywhere there are vacancies. So the reason why I have to go this way, are you with me, is that you don't need to be a prophet and you say, I see you, I see this one. No. All you need to be to, is to be an intelligent observer. Eh? A reader of the ruins of time. And you will be conversant with what is happening. Eh? Do you know that men like Nehemiah, Ezra, 
even somebody like Daniel. It so happens that Daniel is a prophet, but the the um the the source of his burden was not his prophetic insight. The source of his burden was his capacity to read what is happening. The Bible said, and Daniel understood by what? I didn't hear you. And Daniel understood by what? All you need to do is to read one or two news. Eh? And you will have a body. You will have a body. The cry will well up in your heart. We are the Esthers. We are the Deborahs. We are the Esthers. Young ladies that can keep themselves pure. Irrespective of what is happening in the society. We are the Esthers. It was not just one. It called a camp of ladies. And they went on three days period. You know, you know, you know the rules of Esther. Before she came into the palace, she took one year of purification. That's not common. That's one year dedicated to consecration only. Purging yourself of the things that hold a generation bound. Because um, a physician, according to the scripture, must first of all heal himself. That is what Jesus said that they will ask him. And they asked him, I hope you know. When he was on the cross, they said, Oh, bring yourself down. He said, Surely you will ask me this question after now. Physician, what? He does. And he began to speak again, I think, in the book of John. He said that the prince of this world came and he found nothing. Where? That will mean that the authority of his execution is derived from the fact that the prince of this world came and he didn't find. It will also mean that the power of Satan. It's not just in brute force. It is about the fact that there are grounds that men give to him. As a matter of fact, the execution of Satan, the execution of darkness, will be grossly inadequate and grounded if Satan fails to find a ground in us upon which he will begin to execute his purposes. More often than not, where Satan is powerful in your life is where there is still one or two reasons why he should step in. If you are with me, say amen. Oh. So when a man by, by consecration and the administration of the cross begins to yield greater and greater member of his body, member of, of his being to God, you will find out that Satan will begin to lose potency over your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is why we fast. When you fast, the Bible actually calls fasting morning in the Old Testament because it begins to pre- you begin to present yourself in such a way that you are angry with the way your life is. And you want it to be like this. So, mourning presents a grief about the fact that even though your life is supposed to be lived like this, but the weaknesses and the capacities that is in your flesh that came by inheritance from Adam. Because the complex in the new creature and a man that is found being born again now, the complex now is that... Um, um, there are dwelling within you two fountains that you can draw from. Huh? So, the, as a matter of fact, in this physical realm, there are two frames of reference. And according to the book of Galatians, Galatians, you know, Galatians chapter 5 or 6, the 5, right? The Bible said that the spirit warred after the flesh, and the flesh, what? Warred after. And he said that the two of them are in enmity. Meaning that, huh? there are two 
reference point that a man can draw from at every point in time. When you see a man living and something forging from his system, huh? it can either be something drawn from the spirit or something drawn from where? So that is the complex. The complex now is that the control tower of the spirit of God that was host, hosted and housed within you when you got born again was your spirit man. And when the spirit came within your spirit man, an activity took place that is called um, being made alive. I have taught you people that um, in regeneration, there are three particular, there are three major things that happen. Is it not you? What are the three major things? Who can remember? I don't have time. Antonio, are you? One. Where are you? This guy is at also of what they say. I'm looking for my own. Number one is what? Oh, guy, you know. If you so give your WhatsApp, please. How many of you know him on WhatsApp? Okay, you must know. Number one. Huh? Remission. Number two. Huh. Number two. Justification. Correct. Number three. My point is not the first two. My point is the last. The last. He made a life unto God. Because when man said, what will happen huh, is that fellowship was cut off. So when you got born again, Part of what was included in regeneration is not just that you were forgiven. Huh? The forgiveness was what gave rise to the fact that you are justified. And the justification made it. You see, the Holy Spirit is who is the personality that quickens us to God. He is the custodian of the life of God. Huh? But he is not just to administer life in a man that has not received remission. Are you getting the point? It is when remission came. Huh? Then we are now brought before, and they said, No, this guy has been seized the seat. Remission is like the seat. And then the man that is administering the verdict now said, He's charged and acquitted. He came out justified. Huh? And because you are justified, then the Holy Spirit is now huh? empowered to tabernacle within your spirit. And when he came, that he quickened you again back to God. And then fellowship was reignited. Are you getting the point? Yeah, we say amen. But there is another thing. The problem now is that the Holy Spirit is alive within your spirit. And the intention of God, of course, is that the government that should be in charge of your whole being and days should afford you from within your spirit. Unfortunately, we sinned in other. Huh? So we felt that function was cut off. When you got born again, the function was reactivated. But the point first was in your spirit. Your soul now huh, is still subject to the old man. Are you not getting it? So the functions of the old man, which is manifested in the flesh, huh, is still right, is still evident, is still manifested, is still strong in our soul. Which is why the Bible now said in the book of Romans chapter 12, when I'm, 1 and 2, he said, um, 
I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that hear what? Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, accepted, belong to God, which is what? Reasonable service. Let's see two. And be not conformed to this world, but be a what? By the renewing of what? There is an activity that takes place within your soul that makes you um, retain your soul. Now we retain the posture that your spirit already has. Are you getting the point? So when you hear people say that you are righteous, eh? have you heard it before? Huh? He's talking about the reality that is 100% correct. Huh? But experimentally, are you not a scientist? Are you a scientist? Uh, experimentally, that activity is within your spirit. It is not yet in your soul. It will take transformation by the renewing of your mind to translate what is a reality in your spirit. So we are now. It is the increased transformation within your soul that makes it and lose grief in your life. Huh? And the instrument of transformation within the soul of a man is the cross of Jesus. Now, it, can, it might be teaching or fasting or whatever mode. That is the instrument, the pattern that was used. But, but what is presented spiritually before your soul is the cross. It is the cross that, slays, that can slay everything that is of the old man. Have you seen the cross like this? The cross is not what you wear on your neck. I didn't hear you. Against what? So this fight now is not against a thing. It's against the knowledge of God that is within your inner man. If you are with me, say amen. amen. So when you begin to give yourself to what can cause transformation, huh? the cross will now come and stay like this. And come. And then it will slay something in your soul. Hmm? Once you pass through the cross and appear, huh? The old man dies. Something of the old man dies anytime you come to the cross. That is why any gospel that removes the cross is not the gospel that we have believed. Huh? It was Paul that was speaking in the book of 1 Corinthians, even chapter 1 and chapter 2. He said, I have decided, I have vowed to see nothing amongst you except what? Jesus Christ and him what? Crucified. Huh? He said that this kind of Jesus eh, to the Gentiles is foolishness. To the Jews is an offense. is a stumbling block. But for them that believe eh, he said Christ the wisdom of God. Christ what? The power of God. A cross um, breaks open the middle wall of partition. Hmm. So once a man passes through the cross and appears the other side, there is no Greek. There is no Jew. There, in fact, the scripture said at some point, there is no male, there is no female. There is no white man, there is no black man. There is no... Hmm, there is no Fulani, there is no Igbo. It's the cross. That's why the solution to everything people are crying for is not in a man. <laughs> Is in the cross of Jesus Christ. People have tried to solve it. Aristotle. How many of you have heard of the man Aristotle? You like Aristotle? Plato. Give me their names. Socrates. 
Who again? Huh? Huh? Zimanda. <laughs> Give me, there are many of them. Kamax! Even in modern day, Malcolm X. Huh? With all Martin Luther did, the guy died. As much as we are hailing America, they still have a lot of problems. I heard that they shot 20-something people some time ago. Leave it. The solution is what? Say after me, the cross. And when you say the cross, the scripture cannot be broken. He said for some people it's an offense. For some people it's foolishness. How can somebody be saying that the cross is the solution? Hmm? If you are with me, say amen. amen. Okay. Can we get back? Who can help me back? So I was saying that man is the conduit of the purposes of God. He is correct. Huh? I was saying that the reason why God found out that there was vacancy was not that he met Adam physically. All he did was to see that the office that was given to the man, huh, that the function that should accrue to that office is lacking. How did he know? He told him, turn the garden and keep it, only to find out from where he is that the garden is not tended, is not kept. So he came and asked, Adam, where are you? Huh? Then it will mean that vacancy is in the spirit. And as soon as vacancies appear, then election begins to come. I need to tell you that I, need to, I want to show you what bothered men that did business with God in deep waters. Huh? If you follow the apostles, follow the life of Paul, follow the life of Jesus, you will, have you bothered to check what they did? The questions they asked. One time, if you have time, take time and check through the, the Gospels and find out all the questions they ever asked Jesus, I mean the twelve apostles, you will find out that all those questions, the answers to it, eh, are the answers to, their answers to philosophical challenges that we have upon the face of the earth, if you pay attention. For example, what do you call this question? Who is the greatest? Is it not a philosophical question? If you are a philosopher, you will know that this thing now eh, is a philosophical question. All the questions that Jesus took time to answer, they are philosophical. Somebody asked him and said, what is the truth? Is it not a philosophical question? I don't know about you, but they asked us that thing in philosophy class. How many? Hey! All of you are denying me now. How many of you, you did philosophy? Eh? Raise your hand. I, I, command, I adjure you. I adjure you in the name of Jesus to raise your hand if you did GS. See the way your hand is small. Raise your hand where? Raise it, raise it where? You are a child. If you are a child of God, raise your hand where? <laughs> My people have denied me. So, so when they ask, what is truth? Hmm? That is a philosophical question. Because people that teach about truth in the natural, they say that truth is relative. Is it not true? Just like they say morality is relative. Huh? You see, Jesus could not answer them at their plane because um, they only see truth hmm, as something of his own. They see truth and morality as an activity, as an expression. Meanwhile, when you get to the origin of matters, the reality that support broadcast in this realm, you will find out that truth and morality, 
they are not they are not expressions, they are not actions. They are a pe- is a person. Hmm? You see, the morality, you see, Christian don't don't allow anybody to tell you that morality is not important in the Christian faith. Huh? Now, the Christian faith, when you are born again, is about the nature of righteousness. But when the nature of righteousness comes into a man, the resultant effect is a moral outlook to life. Are you with me, oh? If you ask me, say amen. amen. So, a man that has received the righteous nature of Christ, and there is, not, there is no consequent manifestation of morality, that man is an, an abuse. Another word that will be given to you is anathema. You are not part of us. Eh? You see, that kind of person is working against the power of... You see, there is a law that supports the oppression of the new life that we received in Christ. And that law was captured in the book of Romans chapter 8. The law, said, the law is called the law of the spirit of life. That is where? In Christ Jesus. The Bible said that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has given us advice, has taken us ahead of the law of, of what? Sin and death. Meanwhile, you need to understand that the law of sin and death is still operational now. The only reason why you are not sinning or you are not subject to that law is because there is a higher law that is operational within you. So, I have said it before here that how to nullify the impact of existing law is not necessarily to disannul that law. What you do is to generate a higher law. And any man that latches onto the operation of that higher law consequently oppressed by a higher philosophy. The civilization that power your existence is higher. So, just because we have gravity, it's not for an aircraft. Are you getting the point? As long as an aircraft can engage another law, eh? gravity will hold you at Newi, but a man is flying in the air. Does it mean that gravity has been annulled? No. It means that a man has decided by understanding to latch on to a higher law. And as long as there is aviation fuel inside your, your aircraft, eh? and is is filled all the time. You can remain on air non-stop. Hmm? The day Satan will catch you is the day you say, let me touch ground more. And then Satan will say, we have been waiting for this guy all the time you are flying. Today we saw you on ground. Ta-na-na, ta-na. <laughs> May you not be found on ground in Jesus' name. I'm talking to you about what the scripture said. The Bible said that Lucifer, that dragon, is come down with great wrath. And the Bible said, woe to what? The inhabitants of the earth. Not people, not physical human beings, not people that are in, at Newt, people that made earth their habitation. Earth is not our habitation. We are citizens of Zion. The Bible said it. You are in this world, but you are not what? Of this world. You are just an ambassador, my friend. You are an envoy. Are you getting the point? You are in this world, but you are not what? Of this world. But they are inhabitants of this world. And any time you make yourself an inhabitant of this world, Satan will use you for pepper soup. Are you getting the point? If you are with me, say amen. amen. So, um, so, the laws that are operating makes a man to live beyond the weaknesses of his humanity. So, the law that powers the life of the new creature in Christ Jesus is the law of the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus. Huh? When a man does not engage the possibility of that law by yielding himself to the government of that life within him, you will find out that 
sooner or later you will be bound by the law of sin and, sin and death in one way or the other. If you have me, say amen. Uh, it will mean that um, you have violated the law of the spirit of life by one disobedience or the other. An act of unyieldedness or the other. Now, the law of the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus works in this manner. Eh? The righteousness that is a nature within you, eh? it makes, it energizes it in such a way eh? that it becomes oppressional within you. You have heard our teaching called energio. Eh? The word energio is the operative power of God. Sapta me, the operative power of God. It takes the operative power dimension of God to conform a man to the image of God. Eh? This is what the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus does within you. Eh? He makes the nature which is like... How many of you have heard this that is written in the book of Ephesians? Eh? At the initial verses in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, the Bible spoke about the glory of His grace. Eh? After some verses, He now spoke about the riches of His grace. It will mean that the first instance where He spoke about the glory, it will mean that um, that word glory in that place is dogger, is a weight, is compounded mixture. At that state, eh? you cannot be able to benefit from the content of the glory because glory is compounded is compounded a compounded mystery that captures all the reality of God huh? it's like, it like crude oil hmm? when we now heat up the crude oil it will be se- separated into many condiments and components can you understand it and the scripture began to tell us in that Ephesians a few of the condiments. One of them is say forgiveness. One of them... Are you getting the point? These are the things that are contained within the glory of His grace. But you remember that the scripture that was making emphasis about the glory of the grace of God. Are you sure you are with me? Let me stop. Let me teach you. Let me teach you. Now, nah, nah, nah. That one can't help you. That's why you are a baby. Oh, God. Oh, no, honor church. Come with you. Have you grown now? Or you grow? If uh, Joshua, if being some a pastor's son, grow somebody, or you grow, let me see you. You have not grown, it's because it, it's not even milk they are feeding you. I don't know what they are feeding you. Can grow with that. Huh? What are they feeding them? Huh? Oh God, this modern serelac, you even you, it will make you to grow. Have you seen this modern serelac? It's called one, two, three. I've forgotten the name. It's after me, one, two, three. Ah. A man that had gave birth to the wife gave birth. He said, Ah, we will stop one, two, three. The thing is costly. Go and price it. Is the reason why you are saying serelac, you are numb. Stop saying things. Hmm? Don't worry. Very soon. I will, I will wed you here. <laughs> you will stop mentioning it. Except God open, even if God open, after one week, they will tell you, one, two, three. Say after me, one, two, three. <laughs> after another week, say after me, one, two, three. After one year, two years, they will say, three, four, five. 
They call this step now. Is it not true? Uh-uh. When you buy one small thing like this, you buy it for 5,000, your eye will open. And those guys that are small, they don't care. They don't care it's one in the night and people want to. They will just be crying like. <laughs> if your child is crying like that, is the spirit of groaning. Is there man? Uh, if you are the one, we'll turn it to prayer meeting. I don't know. If your child cry and you can't sleep, nothing can happen. You, you, you carry the child and meet him. All of you will be groaning together. Is it not sounding the same? Oh God, don't do this in the way. The way. Amen. So, can we get back? The reason why I'm trying to make this small point is that um, if you people live in such a way, respond to God, respond to the demands and and um, instructions of the Scripture in such a way that it is anti the law that powers that kind of life. Are you getting the point? There is. A law that powers growth in God. There is a law that powers the operative dimension of the power of God. And I told you people that it takes the operative power of God to conform men to the image of God. It's not an activity of your personal discipline. All the people that taught personal discipline, it took them to the gate. It can't take you inside. Personal discipline is powerful. But it will take you to the gate. It's not the key. The key eh, is the Holy Ghost. And you need to, by understanding, extract the dimension of the spirit that have the power, power, capacity to bring you into confirmation. Are you getting the point? Meanwhile, huh? all this is powered by a law. That law is called what? The law of the spirit of life that is where? In Christ Jesus. What that law does is that it goes to what is um, incorporated in the nature of God that was... Um, factored into you when you got born again. That nature is called the righteous nature. Eh? Put it under a bonsam burner and begin to sediment it into different particles. Eh? Part of the way it can be done is to give yourself to fasting, prayer, Bible study. You will notice that several dimensions of the nature of God that is encoded within that righteousness will begin to be sedimented. Eh? There is a way you will fast for long, you will become a gentleman. Hmm? In fact, you will see it's more. If you do three days dry, four, five days dry, believe me, on the fifth day, if, if you say you are a talkative, how many of you, you say you are, I'm sanguine, I'm, 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 I'm like this. Hmm. Five days dry. Shout after me, five days dry. After five days, you start talking like my brother Jasper. You will start talking by science and language. Hmm? If they ask you, 
What do you think we should do here? You answer like the father of John the Baptist, Zachariah. Hmm? You do like this. Are you the one that kept this? Because every energy will be calculated. Huh? You will find out that hmm, you have been wasting the energy that God blessed you with in things that are not relevant. Fasting helps you to know that you waste more energy than is necessary in many things. When you fast for three days, you, one of the things you notice, have you not noticed it, is that you start managing energy. People waste energy. Meanwhile, it's energy that power existence, whether in the realm of the spirit or in the natural. Huh? Everything that is working is as a result of energy. And science is said that energy can be converted. Is it not true? Whatever it is, it's still energy. Are you getting the point? But you waste energy. When you fast for four days, three days, you will stop wasting energy. If somebody come and he said, look at me, look at me. And he want to laugh with you. <laughs> Did you notice that? <laughs> it's good though. It's not bad. But after four days, three days, the person is laughing at you. You, you want to laugh. He says, hey. <laughs> Is it not true? Sometimes I even try to laugh because the thing was very funny. I tried to laugh and the thing didn't go. I said, I said, <laughs> <laughs> try fasting, try it. Sometimes it's prayer. There is a time I prayed for 20 hours, non-stop, on my own, not with anybody. When I came out, I didn't feel like talking to anybody. You will notice, eh, when you pray like that, there is a motion. Some of you has happened to you in a small measure. There is a motion that will happen to your tongue. You see, as if he has a life of his own. Even when you talk to somebody small, if it's necessary, eh, when you finish, you, you start again. When you are eating, you take one spoon. You, I heard it many years ago, 2014, when I was listening to a message by Dr. Paul and Nature. They said they invited him to somebody's house to eat. Eh? He sat on the dining table and put one spoon. Two seconds. The man asked him, is he pepper? He said, no, it's not pepper. It's divine intoxication. The man has drank tongues so much that one plate of food cannot separate him five minutes from speaking in tongues. You Once they drop plate before you, you say, nah, nah. Huh? The way you know this kind of people I'm talking about, this is the way to know them. Huh? Once you bring that kind of thing, they will now lose their belt. Oga, <laughs> do you lose your belt? <laughs> there is a reason why your belt should be that size. So that food, any food that passes the size of your belt is extra. Stop wasting God. Some people, they say, I attack them with my teaching. Is it true that I attack people, Raymond? Huh? <laughs> Hallelujah. If you have me, say amen. amen. So, let me finish up what I want to say. Remember the scripture said 
the glory of his grace. Meanwhile, the operation of the glory of his grace, if you check the book of Ephesians chapter 1, was something that is a reality within God before Jesus came. Are you getting the point? So the reality of the grace of God is an existing matter in God. Huh? But it is existing as glory and every other thing that existed within God before it manifested. Manifestation, once it's manifestation, huh? it is no more the dogger. Let me use the dogger because the word glory has two meanings. Huh? One is Shekinah, one is dogger. But Shekinah is already the manifested dimension of the glory of God. Are you with me? But in the, if the glory of God is left in the nature eh, in which it tabernacles within God, eh, that one is a component of uncountable realities and mixtures. Eh? So when Jesus died, the glory of his grace that was tabernacling within God, eh, that he decided to extend, that's what Ephesians is saying, that he decided to extend to us as a consequence of his mercy. Eh? And the only way he can extend that grace as a consequence of his mercy is by sending his son to die. So that glory of his grace was incorporated in Jesus. So when Jesus died, what happened is that the glory was redistributed in such a way that it is now riches. And it is touchable, it is reachable and interactable by any human being and any person because it has been stepped down. That is why we say that Christ is the step down of God. Because Christ steps down the reality of God in such a way that man and creature can interact with it. Huh? Jesus said it. No man has seen God at any time. Even those people that thought they see, saw him is the similitude. But when Christ came and tabernacled within our heart huh? by the person of the Holy Spirit, the same God that nobody has seen at any time, is now where? And when he came, there was a manifestation of the glory of that grace. It now became riches. And one of the riches is what? Self me forgiveness. Another is redemption. Another, there are many. Huh? Sanctification. These are the riches of what? His grace. Now, if this is true, are you with me? Oh, I think you need to go and get this message and listen to it. Hmm? I'm giving you the foundational background issue. This is what it means to teach. It's not just cut and join. It's something that is very lettered, very well analyzed. If this is true, remember I told you that it was glory and then it became riches in Christ. Huh? It will mean that the impartation of the nature of God when we give our life to Christ huh, has implanted within us the same glory of His grace as a nature. Huh? What now happens is that a believer that yields himself to a law, what is the name of that law? Huh? I like you. You are following my class well. Do you have my number? We will give you after service. You will now be my friend. Let me face you and be teaching you. Because if this is where he is going. Huh? Now, if huh? remember we received a new life and it is powered by a law. Huh? It's not just that we received 
is a new, is a new nature. That is the nature of righteousness. Hmm? But remember, before you received the new nature, there was an old nature. And that nature is the nature of sin. Sometimes me, nature of sin. Now, both the old nature, which is the nature of sin, and the new nature, which is the nature of righteousness, is powered by a, a life. Powered by a law. Rather, Sometimes me, a law. Now, in that book of Romans chapter 8, we understood that the law that powers the old nature is the law of sin and what? The law of what? Then, the law that powers the new life is the law of what? Spirit of life. That is what? Why is, why is it called the spirit of life? What exactly is the spirit of life? Hmm? Remember, the emphasis is life. <laughs> you have even read that place. You thought you, knew, you didn't understand it. No, be so. Hmm. Let me show you now. Have you heard people say the spirit of a matter? Hmm? This is life. But there is the spirit of that life. Let me give you a simpler example. The Bible spoke about John the Baptist. He said he will come in the spirit and power of who? The spirit and power of who? The emphasis, the focus is Elijah. That means, eh, the Elijah spirit, there are different layers of characteristics that he carries. Eh? And of course, for you to shepherd and host that spirit, there is a kind of life that you need to live. I don't know how many of them, I listed them in last year's prayer and prophetic, I'll be this year. Eh? And I told you that one of them is that your garment have to be affected. Is it not true? Your diet have to be what? affected. Your location has to be what? Your, 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 your alliances and companions have to be what? Affected. Meanwhile, people will look at you and say, why are you living this way? They will not know that the life that you received has a spirit. Hmm? So, the word that I will use to bring a better perspective is the government eh? of the life of God is that spirit within it. Hmm? So, when the life enters, hmm, it is life because it should grow organically without a help from outside. Anything that is life has what it takes to grow. Eh? All you need to do is to supply it with favorable environment. Are you getting the point? Hmm? Now, the spirit of that life Eh? is what allows for that life to function in such a way that it should function. Eh? So, the spirit of that life incorporates many things. Things like holiness. Things like gentleness. A lot of things. And then a man comes hmm? and gives himself to to bribe. Are you with me? Sometimes me bribe. Or fellowshipping with certain kind of character. You see, huh? the life is within you, but the government, what you are doing is against the government of that life. So even though sometimes what some of the things you are doing is not clear cut written in the Bible as a commandment, 
But when you check within your spirit, you will find out that this action, this position, this friendship, this call you are making, this place you have found yourself, is against the government of the life that is within me. So the spirit of that life will begin to rebel. And when a man continues to live like that, it will mean that um, the natural organic disposition of that life within you, you are not supposed to struggle to be holy. You are not supposed to be stru- struggle to be right. You are not supposed to do anything. Struggle is not a struggle. But because there are postures that you have taken that have positioned itself directly against the government or the spirit of that life, what will happen is that it will seem as if that spirit is lost in against the government that you have yielded yourself to. What we notice is that your life will be a life full of struggle. Struggle in prayer. Struggle in fasting. Struggle. Meanwhile, when the government of that life is allowed to find expression, you will find out that organically all these things will be functional in you. You will love God, not because they are forcing you. Huh? They will be begging you to go home. After fasting, you say another fasting. Another person says he doesn't feel like fasting until they mandate their church to fast for two weeks in January. That was the last time he fasted. Such people does not know the government of the life. The spirit of the life in Christ Jesus. If you are with me, say amen. amen. I have not started my teaching. Can we start now? I told somebody to play keyboard for me after 20 minutes. Almost one hour has passed. Even him, he needs a touch. Very soft. So I told you people that for us to make progress in this teaching, the price for divine election, there are we have to do a definition of terms. Four. Chapter me four. Number one. The eternal purpose. Eternal purpose. Ephesians chapter three. We'll have to do a long reading. Ephesians chapter 3, 1 to 11 and Ephesians chapter 1, 1 to 10. But let's start from chapter 3. My time has finished. What was this time? Is it after 6? But I just started. Someone touched the clock, Abby. For this cause, chapter me for this cause. I, Paul, the prisoner of who? Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles. If ye have heard, follow, follow. This one now. Hmm? I want to give you simple answers. But um, before I give you simple answers, this four definition of terms is calculus. So you, if you don't pay attention, if you don't pay attention, you, after five years, some pastors, after 20 years of pastoring, their faith is still shaking. There are many things that are not grounded in it because when they see calculus, they run away. Everybody that ran away from calculus, and check it now. Me, I ran away from, from calculus, integration and differentiation in secondary school. Only for me to appear in UNN. And they gave me, there is a mass in UNN called mass 121. 
Did you go to UNN too? Hey! Mass 1 to 1 dealt with me. I'll be looking at it. It's looking like stars in the sky. There's one they call in XY. I said, My father did not give birth to me to come and die in UNN. Huh? Meanwhile, if I have given myself to calculus in secondary school, it might not give me all the solution, but it will build a foundation of calculus within you. So when you see calculus, at least you will not be afraid. When you finish from my class, there is no class you will enter and you will be afraid. Hmm? Because we have solved hard, we would have solved hard things. It might not make you to know everything, but you will have an idea of how everything functions. If you help me, say amen. amen. If you have heard of the, of, of the dispensation, I think I've taught this many, many times. Is it not true? Is it not true? If you are not where we taught it, refer to our messages. Huh? You can download it from Telegram or you can meet the media team. They will give it to you. But I, this one will take us back. Just this word, dispensation of grace, is a, is a teaching on its own. Hmm? The way you are looking at me, you are telling me, I beg, tell me small. I'm not going to tell you. The dispensation of the grace of God, which is given to me, to you, what? I! Who is Paul? Jasper. This man, they talk like, say, you know, be human being. No? If we speak the way Paul spoke, people will say, we have, that we have, we have messed up. I saw where my friend posted, he said, how apostle do raise somebody from the dead through phone call. Even me, I was feeling that the topic is too... And then somebody came and commented. I don't know how. I think he tagged me. Somebody commented. I said, Nigerian church is not him that did it. It's God. You people should stop calling him. Huh? Of course, it's not me. Is it me? But the same Bible said, heal the sick. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, in fact, should I tell you, part of the reason why your healing ministry is weak is that you are asking God to heal the person. I have never found somebody asking God to heal the person that is successful in the healing ministry. Never. Never. In fact, should I tell you, you will hardly see where the Bible says pray for the sick. It's in few issues. The issues where you pray for the sick is where the, what is holding the person is sin. The person is sin. Huh? What the Bible said is... In fact, consistently from Jesus, it's even the apostles that started saying pray for the sick. If the instructions of Jesus is clear. What? Heal the sick. Cleanse lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. That's what Jesus said. And he repeated it in Matthew, John, Luke, and all that. I don't want to go there. Huh? The reason why I'm saying this is what Paul is saying. Paul said, if you have heard, he said, you have not heard well. If you have not, they never tell you the dispensation that is committed to us. To you what? Do you know what it means? It is in, it's an effort in futility. Somebody trying to enter into certain layers of grace that God has ordained to bring men into realms that he has ordained for them within a season. A tranche 
of his oppression if they don't give themselves to a dispensation that is committed to a man. And in this case, the man is who? Paul. So if you don't touch Paul, there are things you can't touch in God. That is the simple way of saying it. So for every man that touched layers in God, he has to what? Touch Paul. Paul say, oh, you never hear. Continue. The next five years, you will come back. If you are there, you will say Paul is proud. But he's not proud. He's trying to make your journey easier for you. Look at the way your prayer life became easy. Look at the way fasting became easy. Consecration became easy. Principled life. Wisdom. Coordinated. Holiness. Huh? Look at the way direction became easy. You that is... Live, don't you know yourself before? Many of you are confused. You don't know where you are going. Now you have gathered everything and you are moving. You think, you think it's by luck. No, you are now lucky. Let me leave this one. Show me verse 3. How that? Say after me, how that? By revelation, he made known to me. So he is also... He said that this one, you have to touch me. But I need to tell you that what I have did not originate from me. That it was committed to me by what? Revelation. Huh? He made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore. Obviously, we will get to read about the mystery. Because he said a few things about the mystery in chapter 3. But the express communication of the content of the chapter that contained the mystery was in chapter 1. Chapter 1 from verse 1 to 11. Are you sure you are understanding what I'm saying? Go and download this message. Huh? Pray precious to make sure that they recorded it. Imagine if we finish and they, as they used to tell me sometimes, Papa, Papa, the message was lost. I'll just ask you. I don't understand. If you say, when we are doing it, we climb up, come down, the thing now disappears. I said, I don't understand what you're saying. So, pray ye, precious. Amen. Meanwhile, pay attention and your spirit will follow me. And if you have stayed long enough to follow up. Watch. Let's see verse 4, because of time. Whereby when you read, ye may what? Understand my knowledge. Aye. This guy is a custodian. This guy is a custodian. People talk about, people talk about Christ this one, Christ this one. They don't know this mystery. In fact, for you to be able to teach this thing, you need an encounter. I have read about Christ, this one, Christ is everything. They said that I didn't know what it was until sometime in my life I had an encounter. As soon as I had an encounter, I saw the this thing. Eh? If you are there, you will know. If you are not there, you know you are not there. That's why sometimes some things are not reading is prayer. Carry me, Lord. Ferry me, carry me, ferry me, carry me, ferry me, carry me, ferry me, carry me. There are places in Christ. Is it not true? Let me see verse 5 because of time. Which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy prophet, holy apostles and what? Prophets. By who? The Spirit. Okay? 
that the Gentiles should be what? You are not paying attention. Hey, Jesus. I will still refer back to this. Huh? Because inheritance is, is only left for heads. It will mean that this is an induction ceremony for sons. If you are with me, say amen. amen. We will yet touch that one. The last one in the definition of terms that will help us to have the, there are four pillars that we carry what we are saying. Huh? The last one is sonship. He said that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs. It will mean that there is a portion of understanding that even the men of the old, remember, Jesus help me. Remember, Paul was the one that was speaking in the book of Romans, chapter 9. Eh? And he began to give, give the credentials that made the Jewish nation different from every race of men that is upon the face of the earth. Is it not true? Show me quickly Romans chapter 9. Quickly, it will be fast. He said to them is committed the adoption. To them is committed the covenant. There are many. Eh? Show me verse 2. Quickly. Verse 2. Verse 3. Show verse 4. Who are Israelites? <laughs> to whom pertaineth what? The adoption. And 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 I think there is one more remaining in verse 5. Okay, it has finished. Are you getting the point? Now go back to the book of Ephesians where we are. The point I'm trying to make here is that there is a layer of insight that the men, these men have about the, the, the purpose, the program of God. But their understanding is measured. Because all they understood about what God wants to execute only pertains to the children of Israel, the Jews. Are you getting the point? But Paul was trying to tell them that you might know my understanding in the mystery of Christ. Eh? That the Gentiles too. Are you getting the point? Oh, Remember what we just read in the book of Romans. Eh? Paul was saying to these children of Israel pertains the adoption. Meanwhile, the summary of the agenda of God is captured in that word adoption. Because adoption is what brings men into participatory dimension of the execution of the purposes of God. It is men that were not supposed to be there. It is a project that is traveling from the heart of God and he decided to induct men into his project. Huh? When a man is inducted into that project as a participator in it, huh? it is called adoption. Huh? Now, layers, progressive layers of the execution of the projects of God demands the um, um, implication or participation of men. Are you getting the point? As I will here show you, one other pillar is election. When a man is brought into layers of participation in the project and the purpose of God, it is called election. Satan is election. I have told you people, if you also go to that book of Romans and travel, I think, to verse 11, the Bible said expressly there that election by purpose should stand. It will mean that election is fundamentally hanging upon what? Correct. It's hanging upon what? It is purpose that demands that there should be an election. Are you now seeing where we are going now? Huh? That means there is a purpose that is in the heart of God. And different layers of the execution of that purpose 
demands that God should induct men as participators in it. Are you getting the point? So when a man is being brought in to help God, in quotes, that's the best word I will use to help, to make you understand. To help God achieve what is in his heart. Eh? That being brought in to participate in that execution of that agenda is called adoption. As I will show you, adoption is not what you think. It's not going to motherless baby home. Mm, that's not adoption. I will show you what adoption is. Huh? The word adoption is taken from the Greek word eutesia. 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 The word, of course, it's easy to understand. The word you is, is, is son. Then tesia is putting son. So the second point, I've not finished with purpose, but the second point is adoption. And adoption simply means the placement of sons. And the reason why I, I need to quickly add anyway, what did I say? Somebody find Mike for him. Anyway, he's selling <laughs> he just sold two bags. He's not with us here. Somebody find Mike for him. Where are we? Don't find. He will distract us. There is, there is something is flowing now. I don't need to cut it. Now, hmm? if God is obsessed with purpose. You need to find out, you need to know that God is such a person that there is nothing he created, nothing he participates in, nothing he is involved in that, 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 is, not, um, that is not steeped in purpose. If there is no purpose in any creation, in anything, you will never find God involved in it. God is not a charlatan. God is not involved in something. You see, huh? That's why anytime you are involved in anything and you have not discovered the purpose for that thing, God will never be involved in it. Huh? So, for example, tomorrow you say you want to marry and you have not discovered the purpose of marriage and the purpose of marriage for you. What is a marriage for my own destiny? Such a man, marriage is a distraction, it's not a help. So, when you see yourself in that position, huh? If you marry a woman, she will never be a helpmate for you. She will be trouble. Meanwhile, that person is God's. That person will help another person that has discovered something. But for you. Ah, because God is never involved in anything that there is no clear defined purpose involved. Are you getting the point? If this is true, follow the progression. Ah, it will mean that God places his sons on the basis of the project. Ah, you need to know that projects are, are, are consequence of purposes. When God has a purpose, then he will step out on a mission to achieve the purpose that is in his heart. Is it not true? Those missions are called projects in simple language that we understand. So in our time, in our season now, you need to know that there are projects and projects, big projects, projects under projects and under projects that God is trying to execute. Are you getting the point? And all this is towards the achieving of the purpose that is within his heart. Are you getting the point now? Meanwhile, that project cannot be executed by proxy. Men has to be inducted as participatory beings in the execution of the projects that will lead up to the achieving of the purpose that is in the heart of God. Huh? 
So when a man is now brought in, you are taken from where you are and brought in to man a project for God. That is called what? After me, election. So when there are vacancies in the spirit for men to fit in so that a project of God can be achieved, huh? then there will be politics. Except you take over. Take over. Jesus, take over. Take over. Jesus, take over. I cannot do it on my own, no. I, I cannot do it on my own, no. Take over. Jesus, take over. <laughs> take over. Jesus, take over. Take over, Spirit, take over. Take over, Jesus, take over. Take over, Jesus, take over. Take over, Jesus, take over. I surrender. Take over, Jesus, take over. Whatever you want to do with my life, take over. Holy Spirit, take over. Take over, Jesus, take over. Is a prayer. Take over, Jehovah, take over. Take over. Everybody can take over. Take over. <laughs> I cannot do it on my own. Your peace is too high. You are not in the spirit. I cannot do it on my own. No. I cannot do it on my own. Some of you, you are saying this assignment is too big for me. I'm too young. I'm too small. I don't have the anointing. God, you can't be talking to me. Take over. Jesus, take over. <laughs> take over. Jesus, take over. I cannot do it on my own. Except you take over. I cannot pray on my own. How can God be telling you to give him four hours every day for the next 21 days? Meanwhile, you are struggling for 30 minutes. <laughs> take over. Jesus, take over. Take over, everybody can take over. Take over, you see, he can do take over. Take over, 
I cannot do it on my own. I, I send me here from Zion. I cannot do it on my own. Send me here from Zion. Send me home. I cannot fast on my own. I say I will do two days. Before he sees in the evening, my leg is shaking. Hey. But I know that for me to enter the place where I will be qualified, I need to, I need to, I need to do this. I need to enter this dimension. Take over. I will take over. <laughs> take over. Jesus, take over. <laughs> take over. Everybody can take over. Oh my God. Take over.